the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants you to live a life bigger than yourself, inspired by the vision he has for you. Sometimes we get stuck on our journey. We know something needs to change, but we don't know what or how. The question we must ask ourselves is, how do I break free from these limitations? To help you identify where you are on your journey to living big, Dr. Derek Greer has developed an assessment tool to reveal where you're stuck. Based on your individual results, this tool will identify the barriers keeping you from moving forward. Once you complete this free assessment, you'll be able to claim free a copy of Dr. Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. To get started, visit CanILiveBig.com today. You were made to think big, too big, too big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. Exodus chapter 13 and verse 17. Father, open eyes today. Father, uh, calm hearts. You are faithful and you are true. And we're going to watch you perform marvelous works in our time, in our day. In Jesus' name, amen. One of my favorite portions of scripture here, I love this, this verse. It's simple. Then it came to pass. In the middle of your storm, always remember, all that comes will come to pass. It might come, but it doesn't have to stay. Everything that comes will come to pass. He said, then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. Their 400 years of oppression was finally over. And you can hear Moses began to to sing, let freedom ring from every village, every hamlet, every state, and every city. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Everybody was happy. Everyone was excited. Times were good. But God did not lead them in the way they expected. Instead of going north and, and taking the road that most people would take to Canaan, God chose, it says, not to lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, more commonly known as the way of the sea. You see, the Philistines were this highly advanced, highly cultured and capable 
competitive and warlike people. And at this juncture, the Israelites had been slaves for hundreds of years, and, and, and they learned how to suffer, but like many in the church, they hadn't really learned how to fight yet. And God knew this about them. So he sends them on a, a special journey. It says, he doesn't go that way, although that way was near or shorter, meaning the journey would have been quicker if God would have just led them through the Philistine territory. But here's what I know. God will not lead us into anything that he's not yet first prepared us for. So if you're facing it, it must mean that God must think you're ready for it. So if we're facing it, it must mean that we are ready for what we're about to deal with. For God knew something, and he, and he does something that we don't see a lot in Scripture. He explains his thinking. He said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. You see, a blessing before you're ready is really a curse. God takes us the hard way, not because he can't protect us, uh, you know, from, from our enemies, but sometimes it's to protect us from ourselves. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the what? Red Sea. So why does he take this group through the wilderness? Again, not because he wasn't strong enough to protect them on the common road, but because they were not yet strong enough to trust him in the face of the Philistines. You see, man says, you know, show me and I'll trust you. God says, trust me and I'll show you. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. So they start out with, with discipline. They saw the plagues and, and they're ready to, to move forward. But, but like a, a famous boxer once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mike Tyson knew what he was talking about. Everybody knows exactly what they do when trouble comes until it happens. Verse 20. So they took their journey from Succoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. So why did God take them this way? Because in order for us to be effective with our weapons, we must be given time to learn them. And he was about to introduce Israel to the mother of all weapons that exist, the very presence of God. So he pulled them out and he said, y'all not ready yet. I first need some time for you to see my power, to see my strength. And then after you, you, you get adjusted to it, then, then I want you to go face your enemies. I don't want you to try to face them in your own strength. I need you to understand mine. So it says in verse 21, and the Lord personally went before them by day in the pillar of cloud to lead them, meaning God's presence became part of their daily experience. Every day he would go before them in a cloud to, to block the heat of the sun that would beat on them in the desert, and, and that cloud would protect them. And by night, when evening came, he would be a pillar of fire. He'd kind of switch manifestations to give them light 
so as to go by night. So the fire was light and darkness, and it was coolness in the day. It was kind of like a modern-day air conditioner traveling with you in the heat, and it was like they had electricity because God had become their light. And the, the, the net result of this is it gave the children of Israel freedom of movement, not based on the time of day, but on God's leading. Other nations, they couldn't do certain things at night. They couldn't march at night. They couldn't walk at night. But God said, I'm going to make it so you're going to do things other people can't do. And here's what I know. God's presence always increases our options. He said he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from the people. So God did this day after day after day after day to build their confidence and And they saw God, and they felt God, they sensed God, they saw the benefits of God. And and it got to the place the power of God actually became a norm for the Israelites. And when we enter God's presence daily with praise, God will daily enter our circumstances with power. In verse 1, now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pi-Harath, between Migdal and the sea, opposite Baal-Zephon. And by the way, if this was a myth, you would get all these facts. You shall camp before it by the sea. So here they are. They didn't go the way they planned. They have the sea in front of us, and, and at this point, the Egyptians behind them, they, they don't know it yet. And God had to build their confidence. You know, sometimes the the reason why God manifests himself so strongly in these meetings and services is to build our confidence. You know, God is here whether or not we feel him or not. He's true whether we get a goosebump or never do. Sometimes God just just doesn't want to just talk to you. He wants to touch you, to let you know he loves you, he's for you. So they, they had spent service after service in the presence of God. And now God was like, now, after all this time, there ought to be a level of confidence that I'm with you. And all the children of Israel at this point are camped out, and, and God finally wants them to defeat the devil, the Egyptians, of their past. And God says, for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are confused. They are bewildered by the land. And that the wilderness, the geography is now going to, that sounds familiar, don't The geography is now going to work against them and has shut them in. But I have learned in my life, when I look the weakest, God's about to show himself the strongest. Now, I don't know about you, but I know in my life, God has this annoying habit of always leading me into situations where he's the oh, my only way out. You know, I get up early. I stay up late trying to think it through, work it out. I hire professionals to help me. But no matter what happens, God will still get me in a situation where I'm over my head and all I can do is look up. Our best efforts, my best energy, and I put a lot into it. And I always find myself between a sea and some Egyptians. 
No, I'm serious. I'll, I'll try to think it through. No, no, this time, that's not going to happen. I'm telling you, we're going to get together, all of us. Come on, let's put, we're going to figure this out. It's not going to happen this time. And lo and behold, I'm in over my head. But what I'm learning is everything over my head is still under his feet. And I have to learn to trust him. I have to learn to look to him. And I'll never get to the place I don't need him. My knees do not strain God. When I pray the prayer, Lord, get us through it, all the power in heaven, the lights didn't start dimming. Oh, my God, they got a big prayer down in Dumfries. God was like, what? God intentionally just leads us into impossible places. And he does it for a reason. Watch what he says. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Story's not going so good right now. He, 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 he said, they're going to think you're confused. And the devil's already going to be in Pharaoh. And, you know, just like with King Saul, the devil would come and go. But when the heart is hard and ain't no coming and going, it's permanent, it's stuck. So Pharaoh would get in a stuck, permanent mindset of hatred toward the Israelites. Now, I don't tell you a lot of these things because I don't want you to get mad at folks and everything, but today I think it's okay for you to get a little bit mad. No, you can't get the name and address. <laughs> but just a couple weeks ago, even before we found this problem with the land, I get a copy of a letter that was sent by a prominent, I won't even describe it much, to our bank, to the county officials, the county attorney, not only trying to stop, I, I understand, you know, just trying to stop us from building. He tried to get our money pulled. I had a conversation with the supervisor, and she said, yeah, yeah, I, I knew what you were doing before you told me about it because the church came to me telling me to ask me to help stop you. It's a church from moving to that corner. So folks started going crazy, and then I'm meeting with demonized people on the other side of the table. I ain't naming no names. I'm like, something's going on. Watch this. He said, then I will harden Pharaoh's heart. I'll make him crazy. So that he'll be dumb enough to come after you. You see, our enemies are no surprise to God. Matter of fact, they're a part of his plan. You see, sometimes God puts a Goliath in your life to discover the David in you. And without that giant, you wouldn't know what you could do with that sling. You, you, you wouldn't know what you could do with only God on your side. Though those who are supposed to be fighting this battle, the warrior is supposed to be doing it, but, but you were kind of just, you know, there's this young poor boy with big old eyes, you just kind of believe God. You know what? That's enough. And God was saying, you know what? There's still some David in you that I want to pull out. So I'm going to let the giants rise up. I'm going to let the circumstances shift. But watch my purpose. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh. And over all his army, that the Egyptians may know 
that I am the Lord. Meaning, what looked like a setback was a setup. What looked like their demise, God looked down and despised. When the Israelites were in the corner, they began to understand that the reason we go through certain trials is for them to drive us to our knees, to get us back to the Bible, to wean us from the world, and to make all those watching admit there must be a God. There must be a God, because I know him and I know them. Ain't no way if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Verse 10, see how this demon-possessed Pharaoh, demon-possessed army, you hear the horses drawing near, the ground shaking. Children of Israel looked up. Behold, they saw the, the, the Egyptians they, 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 they thought were, were behind them. Have you ever sighed a sigh of relief like, Phew, glad that's over? Thinking the worst is, is, is behind you? Only to look up and see the problem is bigger and stronger than it's ever been before. Verse 13, Moses, at least at first, didn't panic. He said to the people, look, folks, God will do his part if we do our part. He said, don't be afraid. I've learned in my life, everything worth having is on the other side of a fear. Always. The danger is undeniable, the, the feelings you might get in your body, but fear is still a choice. So I need you to make a choice, make a decision that you won't give into fear. Secondly, I need you to stand still. Don't react. Don't panic. Don't run. Because when you run away from a problem, it, it just takes you further away from the solution. Moses said, don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish not tomorrow, but today. But here's the deal. We can have it but only if we see it before we see it. No, you didn't hear it. He said, see the salvation of the Lord. He didn't say, see it when God does it. Don't be afraid. Stand still and use your imagination properly. You see, all fear is, is a misuse of your imagination. It's the devil getting a hold of your mind, making you imagine what's about to happen. But just like the devil tries to get hold, faith is simply God getting hold of your imagination, saying, it ain't going down like that. It's not going to be like that. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. In my mind, I see us going through this. I see us getting over this. This is what I choose to see in my mind. 
This is how I choose to use my imagination. I'm not imagining me being knocked down, beat down, and us not coming back. I will not get that in my head or in my, I don't see that picture. I curse that picture. The devil is a lie. You could take your picture. And, and I don't know, I'll talk nicely about what you do with that picture, but put it in your pocket. You do something with that picture. Because I see a different outcome on the inside. I don't see it the way you see it. I refuse to see it the way you see it. And you got to get an attitude. Them evil imagination, casting down imagination in every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. No, 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 no. That's not, that's that, that no, no. My, my word says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I, I'm going to imagine God being with me, not leaving me. I'm going to imagine God coming through, not, not God being too, 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 too weak. So what you do with your imagination is a choice. Fear is a choice. Don't be afraid. Hold your ground. Don't run. I need you to see something. For the Egyptians you see today, you shall see again no more forever. How many of you have some people you don't ever want to see again? How many of you have some situations you ain't never want to see again? How many of you have some bondages you never, ever, ever want to see again? Well, you're in the right place today because God's about to set us free. He is. He is, he is, he is. So, then Moses gets a little ornery like I'm getting. He starts giving commands. And he said, the Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. You better hold it together. You better hold on to that right mind. You shall hold on. Here's what I know. If you stand rightly before God, God will rightly defend us before our enemies. And then in Moses, after talking to the people, he got home. Yeah, a little lapse. Oh, God, I told the people be strong. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what's about to happen. And the Lord spoke to Moses. He said, why do you cry to me? What? You think you put on a show out there? It's either my word or it's my word. He said, why do you cry to me? He said, Moses, stop praying and crying and get moving. Prayer is vital, but action is also vital. And God was saying, Moses, I know it looks big, but if you do your part, I'll do my part. He said, hey, Mo, just do this. Just, just tell. I think my Bible said, tell them this Sunday. He said, said, just tell the congregation 
the children of Israel, Grace Church. Get off your knees, stop crying like you don't got a God. Stop worrying and wringing your hands like I'm not the one who brought you this far. Oh, I'm going to bring you this far and just abandon you right in the middle of it. I'm that type of God. I'm going to carry all these years, then all of a sudden, disappear. To tell Grace Church, go forward. I don't know how God's going to make this thing part. But what I do know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermutu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia, for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Life of Influence isn't achieved overnight. It's, it's built through consistent application of wisdom and hard work. In my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, I provide you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insights on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. Then I ask you some very penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self-examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it is I'm offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right. A free copy of 120 Minutes to Live Big mailed to you as a gift. I'll also give you 30-day access to my Growth Lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great, mediocre to extraordinary, from small to big. It's my prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything that God wants you to be. So if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is just for you. Claim your free book and and get uh, your free 30-day access to my growth lab. To do that, all you have to do is visit dgmfree.com. That's dgmfree.com.